What's up, y'all? It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. I'm chilling here in actually my sister's house. And so I found a back room. I'll be able to knock out the podcast from here because I've been having trouble finding a location to record these. And so obviously I'm about two weeks behind and I apologize to my sponsors. I apologize to my listeners. I apologize to myself because I fucking need this shit. Either way, if you guys are listening, you know, we have some sponsors. I'm going to I'm going to make this quick. You already know TRT is what I promote. Why do I do that? Because you guys know what I've been through. You guys know what you've been through. We all kind of go through the same shit. And if you're in the fucking 30s and not feeling the same, if there's a fogginess to you, if there's a little bit of depression there, something that wasn't there before, I ask you to go get your blood work tested. And, and who I use is Core Medical Group. Core Medical Group can get your blood tested at a discounted rate. I believe it's only like 120 bucks. They will test your fucking blood. $120, you can change the outcome of your life by seeing if your hormones are correct or not. And 90% of the time, they're not. Okay, when I say that, when your hormones are off, out of whack, that's why you're feeling just depressed and lazy and your body's not reacting to fitness the way it normally should. Your probably libido is low, not wanting to have sex or not feeling like having sex or cannot perform the way you normally do i promise you if you go get your hormones checked it'll change your fucking mind okay i've been on fucking replacement replacement testosterone for a while now and i'm telling you it has changed my fucking life for the better i feel good my libido is good but not even that honestly i just all around just feel really good about myself and um i'm able to see that there's improvement in my fitness game i'm working out and actually seeing improvements obviously i have to eat better and all that other stuff too but I promise you, this is something I recommend for you guys. I, I recommend this so much. There's so It's probably this unspoken thing. People don't like to talk about it. I don't give a fuck. Here's the truth. You need it. Your hormones need to be regular. All right? You need to make sure that you have testosterone in your system. And if you don't, go fucking get it. That's the first step. You guys go check out Core Medical Group. Let them know I sent you. Let them know Vincent Vargas is the reason why you're calling them. They can ship it to you anywhere in the United States directly to your fucking doorstep. So enough of this, hey, they're in Florida. Who gives a fuck? Go get your blood tested. They can send it directly to your fucking house. There's no excuse anymore, boys. Go get your shit checked. Next I want to talk about is Beyond Clothing. You guys already know who they are. For some reason... Some you don't, and that's crazy to me. If you're if you're an outdoorsman, uh, if you like to go camping, if you take the family out on hikes, if you like to go ice fucking climbing, all the crazy shit you want to do, they have wardrobe that is outfitted for you. It is made specifically for the outdoor type of person. It's an expeditionary gear layered system. They got bags. They got pants. They got jackets. They got layers and layers and layers and shit for you if you're a fucking outdoors person. So please go check them out. Beyond Clothing. If you want to check them out, beyondclothing.com. Check them out on Instagram, beyond.clothing. They're fucking incredible. I, I, I love just the partnership I have with them and hopefully we continue on in the future. Another one I want to talk about, you guys already know Willie Peach Chocolates. Me and Willie Pete, Willie Peach Chocolates are doing our own uh, I think it's a hot sauce. It's hard hard to say exactly what it is because it looks like a salsa, but it's it's not right. It is a smoky kind of barbecuey hot sauce. It comes in a bottle, looks like a smoke can, like a smoke grenade in the military. 
You guys, that's coming soon. We're working on all the kinks. I didn't realize it took so long to get something out like this because you got to get through all the all the all the smoke and mirrors, all the freaking tape, uh, making sure that the HP levels are fucking good for storage shelves and all this other shit. But when it's ready, I promise you guys will not fucking be disappointed. You could put this on your fucking steaks. You could put this on your fucking burgers. You're gonna love it, Willie Peach chocolates. If you don't fucking want to do that, go try the chocolate bars. They have all kinds of different Scoville units. It's a fun, fun, cool company. You guys go check them out and support them. It is a veteran-owned company, and he works this out of his own house. He grows his peppers, and it's fucking amazing. Please go check out Willie Peach Chocolates. They are the fucking best. Perseverance Survival, they have not stopped. Did you see what Perseverance Survival came out with yet? Perseverance Survival came out with some fucking Ranger panties. And not just your basic Ranger panties. You see it. Every fucking company has the same exact fucking Ranger panties with the same exact logo. No, these motherfuckers did it right. You got digicams. You got multi-cams. You got tiger stripes. You got fucking the DC, the, the BDU pattern. Anything you can fucking think of, they did it. It's fucking incredible. I promise you guys, you will not regret it. I, I, I'm pumped. I, I'm, I'm so excited for the fact that they made these. This changes my life. My wife is like, why do you wear them so often? I said, because they feel fucking good on the balls. I promise you guys, check it out. Fucking Perseverance Survival. Check them out. Here we go to the podcast. This is a one-on-one with just myself. Let's talk about life. Yo, life has been crazy. So I'm over here in Los Angeles, California, in the San Fernando Valley is where I stay. Um, I work out of Santa Cruz, California most of the time. And, you know, it's it's been an interesting ride, right? We're, we're here on, on Mayans Season 2. We're starting to film that. Um, a beautiful, beautiful ride this has been and hopefully continues to go for year and year and year. But, um... When I say that, there's so many other crazy things that are happening in my personal life, you know, and so I wanted to get this one-on-one in so you guys can kind of know what's going on. Um, the next episode, I actually have my wife in the other room. I'm going to put her on here. We're going to talk about uh, another thing coming to the family and, and how that's going to affect us and everything else. And so we'll get on that. But, you know, there's a few things I, I, I need to hit, man. You know, there's a few things that I need to hit. Let's see. You know, so... First here, man, we, we, uh, we're a dog family, you know, we love dogs and we, uh, we rescued a, a girl named Zena, you know, and she was only about, she was only about a year when we rescued her and it, and it's been tough because just the other day she, um, she passed away and she passed away because she had kidney failure. And the reason why she had kidney failure at such a young age, you probably wouldn't understand. She's now two, obviously she was two, um, but she passed away because one of the days that we went to take the kids to practice and doing a baseball game, you spent, you spent a few hours away from the house. She got out of her kennel because she's brilliantly fucking smart. When we rescued her, that's actually what it said on her paper. She's an escape artist, you know? And so um, we usually put these hooks on the kennel so that she doesn't open herself with her nose. Well, my son forgot to do that. And, you know, honest mistake. You know, you're rushing out of the house, you're going to the baseball game. You know, my son forgot to do that. Um, by the time we got home, she already devoured a box of fucking chocolates. And these chocolates were sent to me, you know, by by another veteran-owned company um, that is is just a great, just a great guy. And let me let me let me find this. Let me find his just because I want to give him credit for for just the appreciation for, you know. Um, 
sending me a care package. It's called Sugar Man's Chocolates, right? And they're beautiful chocolates. They really are like the most gorgeous chocolates I've fucking ever seen. And, and uh, it's Josh Sugar Man, right? He, he sends me this package. And, you know, the family's... You know, the uh, the family, I, out of appreciation, I plan to save that box so I can take some pictures of the chocolates and post them. Just say I'd appreciate it. Thank you, thank you for, for sending my family such beautiful chocolates. And um, so I had it on the table in, in my, my little workroom that I have. Not the not the family table, but the other table. And so when she got out, she jumped onto the table and d- directly went to the chocolates and just ate them up, you know. And um, by the time we got home, was I think it was probably an hour down, and she was already puking up the the chocolate and when she was throwing up she was throwing up just pure chocolate like there was no no if ands or buts about it she just ate chocolate you know and so it was right away rushed to the hospital and uh, my wife took her to the hospital and you know they admitted her they flushed her system they gave her you know her heart rate was through the fucking roof and um they were trying to test to see if it, it already got through into her butt bloodstream and it did you know and so she spent a few nights in the hospital uh pretty expensive tab but it doesn't matter that's part of the family and so that's something that we were just like okay we, we got to do what we got to do to save xena right everything was supposed to be pretty good you know she she recovered fine she came home she still had her arms you know shaved for, from where they put the ivs on her wrists and um about two weeks ago, she started having difficulties with, it seemed like, a urinary tract infection. Um, her kidneys were just not responding. For some reason, the kidney infection and her urinary tract infection all kind of tied in together, and she was urinating. She's a house-trained dog. I mean, she's trained, but she's now urinating all over the house, you know, just like every, man, 30 minutes. And so we took her into the doctors again. And um, they admitted her again for a few days, and they're actually doing all the running all the tests. And she, they're they're uh, they're doing they're checking her kidneys, and they're saying her kidneys are functioning fine. But for some reason, she's not processing the water because she's she's dehydrated. And, and, and so, you know, even the specialists, we spent extra money on a freaking specialist to even check, and they were like, you know what, you know, she hopefully this they do antibiotics, this flush for for two days, three days. It was three actually three days in the hospital, um, and and she should be good. So then, boom, after the three days, another big bill. Boom, we covered it. No big deal. It is what it is. Is our kid. It is essentially the feeling of a kid, right? Like, you guys know what I'm talking When I say that, I, you guys get it. Your dog people get it. Some other people, like my dad, would be like, don't waste your money. But that's my dad. That's a different era. Either way. And so, um, you know, seven days from the date of her in the hospital, you see her digressing again. You see her urinating all over the place again. You see a little blood in her urine, and, and I knew. I was like, oh, my goodness. Took her to the hospital again. She spent three days in there again doing the full flush system and everything, and the doctor said, you know what? This is the last time we can actually do this to her. Um, it's putting too much on her body, and we have to see if the medication just takes. And the sad part is that our little girl couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't handle it. It was tough. It was too hard on her, hard on her real body. And uh, she passed away. And it was super sad for the family, and it hurts. And, 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 you know, I feel bad. I always feel bad for suffering. You know, something from the military changed me, man. Just just being around death, right? Being around people that you look at in the face and then know that there's a chance that one of them could get taken out. It's, it's always prepared me to know, like, the, prepare for the unexpected. But then when it's someone in the household, someone who's a who's essentially one of our kids, she sleeps in the bed with us. She's just a really cool dog, always around. She's just, I mean, all the memories of me playing with her and everything. It's just, it's just, I feel fucking terrible that we couldn't do more, you know. And then you have to, you, you know, in the book, you know, I I talk about um, light the fuse. My book, I talk about acceptance, and at some point, you just have to accept the fact that, you know, we did everything we could as a family 
to to help her. Very unfortunate case that, you know, too many mistakes have happened for her to get to the point where she ate those chocolates. I shouldn't have left the chocolates out. You know, we should have locked the kennel. All these little things, you know what I mean? And and it's just circumstance. Shit fucking happens and life happens and it's super fucking sad. And and, and I have to live with myself for leaving those chocolates out, right? You know, and, and I can't blame my son for not fucking locking it up because I, as the father, should have been the one to make sure that it's locked. And so all this blame I kind of put on myself and it's just, it's fucking tough, man, to know that, you know, a beautiful little, little, little animal, you know, suffered you know for for mistakes that i made and and i feel bad for the family and i feel bad for you know the kids and telling them you know telling the kids there's there's you know there's a takeaway from telling the kids about this is is the question of death that we all have to explain to our kids is a tough one and i think you know understand i have kids from every age group you can think of pretty much from six to sixteen and each one of the conversations I have with each one of the kids is completely fucking different. You know what I mean? So the conversation I have with Belle, the 16-year-old, is just straight up fucking truth. I, I, I can't sugarcoat anything other than, look, mama, we did everything we could as a family to make sure she was safe. We, I couldn't afford to go any further than that. They don't have a kidney transplant for dogs, and if they do... I don't think I can afford it without actually causing issues to the family's financials. You know what I mean? So, so that's a tough one to kind of to kind of do. But I told her, I said, "Hey, there's the truth. We did everything, we did everything we could as a family. It was nothing that you did caused this, and this is something that we all have to accept. It's a sad time, but Zena is no longer suffering, and that's something that I'm I'm super I'm, I'm super real about. Like, she is no longer suffering." That's important. And for me, in, in, like, in life, in my grandparents and everyone else in life that, that has struggled with age and, and death, is, is they're no longer suffering. And that's the one thing I can take away from this and tell the kids that, right? Like, they're no longer suffering. You know, and Zena is no longer suffering. And she's the time we had from when we rescued her till now we gave her the best life she could have and i'm proud to be able to have done that for her you know what i mean i'm proud and so my my oldest daughter took it pretty hard and my 13 year old she my 13 year old got a very similar conversation she she's 13 turning 14 you know and and they both are very different and so one takes it harder than the other and you know just there for her um the heartbreaker in the room was our nine-year-old you know our nine-year-old um, I guess he never saw that she was sick, never understood the concept of when she ate the chocolate, she, it wasn't good for her. Never understood that when she was, you know, we'll take it to the doctor again and she's gone for a couple of days. Never understood that the, I guess the, the depth of what that could turn into. And so then his first reply to me was, she was sick. I didn't know she was sick. And he just started crying and me and my wife started crying and, um, it's hard to fight the tears there because you try to be the tough one in the family. You try to be the man of the house. But uh, when you see your nine-year-old so confused of a situation, it's tough, man. And I felt it was only fair for me to show my compassion for our dog as well. You know, and you know, we're both on FaceTime crying it out, you know. And um, I told him to be strong. You know, Tina's in a better place. She's in doggy heaven. You know, she's 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 happier now. She's she's healthier now, really. You know, and and you know, we, 
you know, it's, I don't know what else to say to him, you know, and just tell him just to be strong. It's okay. You know, and, and then I love him and then I'm sorry, you know, it's tough, man. It's, um, hard for me not to get emotional right now when talking about it, you know, um, blah. So, you know, it's an interesting thing, you know, our six year old, we haven't told him yet. He's gone for the summer and, um, we're going to give it some time. We're going to wait for him to get home and give him, give him the better explanation and somewhere where I can actually put my hands on him and hold him and, and uh, be there for him. You know, it's, it's, it's a hard being in this family. That's, that's, that's a blended family that where in the summers we don't have our kids for the time being. And so, um, this made this whole event a little bit harder for us. And, and it's something new, definitely something new or, you know, sending compassion through a fucking FaceTime is, is rough, you know, and, and we're very fortunate to have friends in, in the areas of our kids, but we didn't, we, we, we've decided not to tell the younger two until we were closer to them. So I can actually put my hands and hug them and tell them I love them and I'm sorry. And, and there's nothing we could have done. And we did everything we could have as a parent. Oh my God. But I imagine, I imagine my takeaway from all this is I imagine that it's not, it's it's hard shit it's hard to even i don't even put this in words it is hard no matter fucking what but the truth is that we will run into harder times big poppy will die someday right and big poppy is is is, is the one they normally go to when they're feeling down but they also know how i handled this situation and i hope they take that into account and know that i am no longer suffering that i am no longer in pain that i'm in a better place and that we have to accept the fact that loss is part of life you know as hard as it is as sad as it is it is something none of us can avoid none of our pets none of our kids none of our fucking grandparents no one we are all human we are all freaking living beings and, and there's one thing that is for certain, we will all meet our maker. And so if I can do anything with this point is hopefully teach my kids about death and about to, to find comfort in, in, in the hardest thing possible and accepting and, and acknowledging that we've done everything. And hopefully you, you, they can feel that way. They can feel content with it. Right. And I'm not asking you to be, I'm not asking my kids to be happy and be like, okay, cool. Let's get another dog. Like bullshit. It's going to take me a while before I want another dog. I don't want to feel heartbreak again. You know, we have two other little, little dogs and now I'm terrified. Right. Cause I don't want to feel this again. I don't want to feel hurt. You start guarding yourself from fucking feeling that pain again. Some people go out and buy another dog. I'm like, Nope, I don't want to even see another dog for a long time. I want to wait, wait it out because it was probably 10 times worse for me because I had to deal with it with every single, all these kids, right? All four of the kids were just emotional about it. And then the other two that haven't even found out yet. So I'm holding that on my shoulders right now. But I think this is, this to take something good from this, and that's ugly to say, but to take something good from this is a learning point or a teaching point for my kids that, you know, we cannot, we cannot control life. We, we are fortunate enough to live in it. And we, we hope and, and can pray all you freaking want for the best outcome of it. But we always have to, you know, be mindful that we are very fragile beings, you know, and, and death is waiting for all of us. And, and as morbid as that might sound, um, it's also something comforting and knowing like, okay, this is happens to everyone, right? There's something comforting to know, like, this is just part of what we do in humanity is we live and we die. 
and to hope that we're living in the fullest that we possibly fucking can at every moment so that we can appreciate those when they pass and we can appreciate our beautiful dogs and our beautiful grandparents and our beautiful parents and everyone else like I hope that they start to cherish the moments they have with people, with their animals, and, 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 and also, you know, find comfort that when they pass, that they have themselves have given everything they could to that individual or that animal or that pet. Ooh, this is a heavy one, and I'm sorry to kind of bring you guys down. But this is something that my family's going through, and I'm sure a lot of your families out there have dealt with the loss of an animal that is near and dear to their heart, that is family. And, um, you know, I, and I pray for you guys, and I feel bad for you guys, and, and just know that, our, you know, we've been there, and it hurts. And, um, you know, our family's going through it right now. But, you know, hopefully, you know, as a parent, there's a teaching point there. Um and and you can take something positive out of this that that you can teach the family and get them comfortable. You know, fuck, I don't fucking know, man. We're dealing with it ourselves. Hey, but this is a quick, short one. I just want to give you a heads up. Just want to talk to you about that. The next one should be hopefully an hour long. I'm bringing my wife on. She's terrified as fuck. But it should be a fun conversation about something interesting that's happening in our lives. Hey, I love you guys. It's the Vinny Rock Podcast. Have a good day. Give your kids a fucking super hug for me. Give your dogs and your animals love. Cherish those moments. Be safe. I'm out. I did it.